1: Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both,
2: Outspoken with White and Jordan. Hard edged, hard nosed, hard to beat. Where are you coming from in this one? Your 100% essential download.
0: Jim White and Simon Jordan. You let this get out of control. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport.
2: Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. I'm Jim White, and today myself, Simon and Martin Keown started with this morning's sensational statement from Sheffield Wednesday owner Davon Chansiri. Was he right to air his opinions with such honesty? Meanwhile, 25 years on from the incident, Martin Keown looks back at his altercation with Paolo Di Canio that led to the Italian pushing referee Paul Alcock. Plus, Martin also had a few things to say to Jimmy Carragher and Gary Neville, following their criticisms of Arsenal and Aaron Ramsdale. This is Outspoken with White and Jordan. Uh, Mr Guillaume, life is good. You're going to be working over the weekend. You're going to have a busy one. What are you up to?
3: No, I'm not much I'm Hitchum tomorrow to, to, uh, for an FA Cup tie. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing something with the sponsor for the, for the, for the FA Cup. So yeah. I'm going to be there, um, non-league football. So we'll, have, we'll take a look at that, Jim. The FA Cup starts, doesn't it, in August. We see it right at the end of the season uh, in all its glory. But it's played, You, as you know, I, I really enjoy the FA Cups. great that it involves so many different teams, Jim. I think. Sure. Phew, I don't know how many it is, but it's quite a few hundred teams that take part in the FA
2: Cup, so I'm going to be there tomorrow. You're going to be there tomorrow. Uh, the man to my right had a very interesting chat with Paulo Di the other day, didn't he? I did, yes. Uh, yes. Not only interesting, very entertaining. We've got some clips of it. You get copious mentions, Martin. Uh, did you have a kind of love-hate relationship with Di Or was
3: it more hate-hate? Whew, I just knew he was a good player. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, it was always a, a decent battle. Uh, I think he'd done me once with one uh, lift, lift the ball over my head, but I can't remember him scoring other than that goal. And I can't really remember West Ham beating us, actually, in that period. So I'm proud to say West Ham brought the best out of me, I must say. Oh, good. I must say.
2: Good. Well, you're, you're going to love it. The Canyon in uh, phenomenal form with the man Jordan to my but right. that's a good listen. Yeah, it is. It is. Really looking just, forward actually,
3: to that. Yeah, I listened to the Delalio one, actually, this week. And I thought that was... I don't know if It was you good, launch, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know if you watched that Grand Slammers last night as well. I thought, Jim, that was amazing to see those young uh, offenders. They went into a prison, didn't they? the yeah. The World Cup winning team absolutely amazing yeah uh, what they did and um, special group of guys Yep. really enjoyed watching that good stuff uh,
2: McElroy and Fleetwood two up on Shoffley and Cantley at the moment it's looking very good for Europe long long way to go uh, Simon uh, kind of D-Day for Reading today we'll get to that later on but very important day the wages have mm. got to get paid today the uh, the the club is the football club is up against it now in League One going to be hearing from a man you know the former owner Sir John Medesky later on who's extremely concerned uh, about the future or otherwise of the football club and um, Sheffield Wednesday fans, how are you feeling about this this morning? Um, ahead of their game tonight, and it's live and exclusive in Talksport 2, Simon, Sheffield Wednesday hosts Sunderland tonight. The man at the top of the house at Wednesday, Difon Chansiri, has issued a statement to unhappy fans. Uh, of course, they threw tennis balls onto the pitch the other night. They're not happy with the way the football club is being run. And Chansiri has decided that the best line of defence is attack. He says this morning in a statement, while you were coming in, Simon, this went out on uh, the Twitter account, Wednesday's Twitter account, I think it is time to say some things that I feel I have to say before it's too late. Fans can complain, criticize, give strong opinion, balanced opinion, say anything you like, but no one has the right to cross the line or the right to try and cause damage, throw insults or go to my family, which has happened again, which I cannot accept it. He says, from now on, I will not put additional money into the club. If you say you are the owner and I am the custodian, then show me how to be the good owner and help save your club. You want me to leave, but you want me to spend money. If you want me to leave, then show me how to run the club and uh, invest the money before I do that. You have no right to ask me to leave. He says, I'm the one who saved the club and spent the money for the club. I'm the one who needs to pay around 2 million quid on average every month. And he finishes off in style. This is not acceptable. And as a result, I'm not willing to inject more money while I'm being treated unfairly by those fans. So he says, look, you've had me for a while and my money no longer. Is he
0: right? Um, <clears throat> yes and no. Because some of what he says is probably true. <clears throat> the fact of the matter is, is that that's the, that's the reality of the role that he took on. He, some Sheffield Wednesday fans will no doubt say, oh, how convenient you're you you can, you're going to use our behaviour as a reason to not inject money in the football club when we all know you don't want to do that in the first place. That will be the default setting. I don't think the club has been on an even keel with him for a long time. I think people have felt he was a very strange owner for lots of different reasons, and the club hasn't thrived. A couple of seasons, they got close to getting out of the division. I think Carlos Carvajal got them into different sp- different places where they looked like they could get into the Premier League, and they didn't. Um, but I, I look at it and say, some of the things he says are right, about the reality of the of the club and the money he's put in and you can't argue you can't argue that he spent 160 170 million pounds to go around in circles and achieve virtually nothing whilst getting abused for doing it in the same way that Mashiri has but unfortunately that is what you sign up for sometimes if the football club that you're running isn't successful yeah. and doesn't run itself in a way that the fans think it should be run. There is, the, there, I do think, and people are going to say, well, you would say this because you're a former... I do think sometimes fans have got a little bit too much of it. They've got a little bit too much to say. There is a line. You have every right to tell people that you don't like the way they're running their football club. You have every right to express your well, views. that's what they've done. Well, if you're getting into the territory, and then the fans will push back. They'll say this is a misrepresentation for the owner. If his family are being interacted with in an abusive fashion, if he's being put to certain circumstances where there is a step in across the line. He has every right to say it, but I'm not sure... This is not going to achieve anything. This is is someone venting their spleen. If you're going to vent your spleen... But his statement's not going to achieve anything. Well, what's it going to achieve? You're going to get the same people sitting there. They're going to mock the statement. They're going to double down on their intentions. On the day of a game. And they're going to push back and tell you the reasons precisely why they're entitled to behave how they are. So he's going to achieve nothing. He's going to vent his spleen. And that's great. If venting your spleen makes you feel better fantastic. If venting your spleen achieves no outcome, which this will not, it'll all it will achieve is parody, ridicule, more contempt, more disdain, mm. and people telling you the reasons why they're behaving the way they are. I mean, he's, That's th- what it he's,
2: he's threatening them, really. He says,
0: look, as a result of this, take it from me. No more dough from me. That's the end of it. No more money. Well, we've seen this before, haven't we? We've seen a situation with the Oldham fans where the owner got very entrenched in his position. He was having no more of their abuse. They were telling us on air that his mismanagement of the football club was almost criminal and negligence. Um, and, and that he hadn't put any money in and so on and so forth this guy you can't argue with he's put a lot of money in do I think he's a great owner? probably not do I think the fans have calls to be have unrest? of course nobody football, forced him to put the money in no, nobody forces you to put the money in absolutely but that doesn't mean you get to be parodied and ridiculed the
3: moment things don't go the way that people want it to Simon were you, were you ever close to saying something like this publicly no you, do you don't kind no. of admire this a little bit the way he's come out no I don't of, admire uh, it been I understand, you, I understand it it's costing £2 million a month
0: yeah a lot of money isn't it well yes but but who's put themselves in that position where they've they economically run the club in such a way that it's going to cost you 24 million pounds a year to get it to stand still so he knew His the decisions.
3: rules he knew the rules when he came in
0: well i don't think anybody understands the rules of engagement when you come in to buy a football club because you think everyone's together i can remember when i bought palace and the club had been in administration for 18 months. It was absolutely decaying. It was falling apart. There's nothing left of what I bought. Mm. Like, when I bought it, I was there. I, the first thing I did was look at the fans forum. And the first thing I saw as the saviour of a football club that was about to be extinct was a post from someone saying, well, Jordan's just arrived through the door. Let's give him a couple of weeks before we hammer him. <laughs> and, and you read that and you think, yeah. What? What? I'm not is having that. Is that, that the
2: default setting that certain people have? No, sure, have. I, sure. I totally get that, Simon. Uh, you look at the table. Sheffield Wednesday going against uh, Sunderland tonight is live in Talksport. Two Sheffield Wednesday, the only club in the Championship who haven't managed to get themselves a win, played eight, won none, sit rank at the bottom of uh, the Championship division. But I'm going to put it out there, Jemaya Chansiri's honesty. Sheffield Wednesday fans, where are you at with this? Because uh, in Chancery's eyes. No, sorry, you've gone too far this time. That's it. And as a result of that, you heard me quote him, this is not acceptable. And as a result, I am not willing to inject more money while I'm being treated unfairly by those fans. On my Twitter account this morning, at Jim White, we put this statement out, part of it, just a tiny section of it. And I said, Sheffield Wednesday fans, is he right to take this stance? (laughs)
0: 73%
2: of you say, absolutely not. He's not right at all. 27% of you say, yeah, he's right. But an overwhelming number of you say, no, he's out of order. Probably so, Sheffield United fans have said yes. So where's it got you? Where's it got you now? Because you've got an owner who said, that's it, no more. No more money. Are you going to carry on protesting tonight? The, the game is at home, yes. is it Hillsborough against the Sunderland? Worst. Will you carry on protesting? Oh three seven one seven double two double three double 89. Is this what the players need to hear, Martin? Get into this game tonight against Sunderland, which even this early in the season Not before idea, October is, it? is must win.
3: You know, and it's interesting that the fans are voting, aren't they, that with their feet, because the first home game of the season there was 36,000 there. Against Leeds and now the last one twenty two thousand so right. people aren't turning. They're up. losing. they bottom of the league. That's what happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a very fickle. Funny that. I thought it was their club. I thought well, yeah. they were
0: supporters of the club. Maybe they should. I thought they up. supported them through thick and thin. I thought that was all about their football club. Except when results are going against them, there is this, and then all these Sheffield Wednesday fans you will suggesting be their fair screaming fans? at me.
3: Hmm? Are you suggesting they're fair weather fans? I'm
0: suggesting that ultimately you don't have to support the owner, you have to support the football club. You support your players. This is your football club. You tell us every day as owners, you ain't nothing but custodians. Your money is our money. We'll spend it as you want. You put our season ticket prices up, we'll scream. And if we don't like something, we won't turn up. There is a reality about that and football fans won't
3: like to so hear So if the Shepherd Wednesday is... fans are listening, we should have a sellout then tonight, should we?
0: No, they won't because they don't like what they're seeing and they don't want to support it. But they're not supporting the owner. They're supporting the team. Mm. It's their team it's their club it matters to them he is a passing uh, custodian as they will tell an owner every single day every time you open your trap about what you expect from fans but he's taking on the responsibility minded. Simon it's their right
2: to turn up as and when they want and that's fine it's but, Chan series but but it's, but then, but then, it's
0: football club he's his duty to financially support to them now hold on it's not his football club according to them it's their football club They're entitled to say what they want about it. Yeah, but you need an owner, and he's the owner. And that owner needs to be managed. They're saying they're not the owners. He's the owner. Well, no, they'll tell you that you're you're custodian. You're there to spend your money. That's where your job is. You're not there to profit from it. You're not there to take any money out of it. God forbid you do any well out of it yourself. The only thing you're there to do is pay for everything. mm -hmm. And if we don't like what you've done... We're going to tell you, and then if, you
3: if we yeah, really don't like it... There's nothing wrong
0: with that, is there? Or, well, I mean, when, it get, when isn't it's deep but, down... Isn't he bit, bought the club to run the club and own the club. Isn't, isn't that a bit fair with that? So what, what you, advice I,
3: would you have for him now, the owner of the well, club? Sa- well,
0: I would have said to him, that it was a fool's errand to write that letter. But he's and gone that, too far how should now? he wrote back Well, he hasn't, he hasn't gone too far. Ultimately, he's telling people what he's not prepared to do. You don't so, think this is going too far? I think it's... I This is not acceptable. I'm no longer willing to inject more money in the club. Do I think he's gone too far... Going too far would be to turn around and say, I tell you what, I've got 150 million in this football club, I've got a debenture on that money, I'm sticking to administration, up yours. How about that? And the next people can come along and pay me the debt that I'm owed. That would be going too far. What he's doing is a rather, I think, childish... Response to the fact that he's not prepared, probably culturally, because of his background, to be told by people that tell him that they own the football club what he should do with his money. And in the meantime, we're not going to come and support you whilst you do it.
3: Your 100% essential download,
2: outspoken with White and Jordan.
0: It's a huge weekend. Though Liverpool travel
2: to Tottenham tomorrow. A 5:30 kickoff for that one. Uh, both teams undefeated so far this season. Arsenal Invincible, Martin Keehan alongside us this morning. Martin, is it your view? And some people think this, and I think you fall into that some people category. Are we really seeing a Wenger-like transformation before our eyes at Tottenham with Postecoglou?
3: Well, it was me that did say it, Jim. So yes, you're right, I do believe that. And it is uh, it is transformational what I'm seeing at Spurs. So all that cloud is, is lifted from the club almost overnight. And it's to take you back to those days at Arsenal, it was um, when Wenger came in, he told us to play with freedom, be free in your minds, express yourself. And until that point in my career, I think I can remember George Graham saying to me, hey, 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 get the ball, win it, and give it to someone who can play. And you feel uh, not really very complete when someone says that, but suddenly there's a manager telling me, no, 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 you can play, son. You go and, I trust you. And, and all of a sudden, we, it was such a freedom, liberating as a, as a player. And I see that uh, with Spurs. They've lost their best player. They now look a better team. so it's now going uh, to another level and what's interesting is that this manager he he cares for his players and he believes in his players in a way that Conte simply didn't and I think now the the club is seeing the benefit of that because it's a, a pretty decent squad. I kept saying this at the start of last season. This squad now is capable when they put when they started putting those players together. Look at Basuma crashing into tackles. I think he's made more tackles than any other player in the Premier League. Capable looking-
2: of what? What are they? What are, they? are, well, to- are you taking telling us? It, Tottenham can it, be
3: considered outside title contenders. No, no, no. I think they can get into the top four, and I think they can push to the top. This game will tell us a lot about that, Jim, because we now have a Liverpool team as well who are arriving with five wins from six. And they also, uh, it's the second phase team, isn't it? We're building a new team for Klopp. It's been there eight years now. Um, you see Salah is still at the, always on that right wing, but mostly it's a different midfield and the rest of the front line is, is changed. So I think we're in for a, quite a cracker here to see who it is that's now going to go after Man City because both teams will feel they need to win, Jim, to stay on the coattails of Man City, who just keep winning. You make it sound so simple. Believe in the players and they will flourish. It can't be that simple. Well, you have to be talented first, of course. But it, it, I just see that they're playing with much more expression, a willingness to attack. The fans now will turn up tomorrow to this game. Absolutely delighted that there's a fantastic game. Uh, looking forward to going to Wild Lane. It's a totally different environment. It's not toxic anymore. They're there to support their team. There's a unity within the ground. And it happened overnight. It happened overnight for Arsenal. I was looking back through some some books. I was reading a book on, about Arsenal uh, recently and it was like, the fans were saying, God, this is like, we've any, he's only been here six months. Because that first season when Wenger came, by the way, we were in second position. We probably should have finished better. Mm. Um, and it was transformational. The fans didn't couldn't believe what they were seeing. And yeah. I was included in that. I was probably one of the, the people that pre- benefited most yeah. from that man, management style. And I think I can see it now with these um, these very good Tottenham players right now.
2: Okay, Europe now 3-0 up uh, over in Rome. We'll get back to that shortly. Sam, what do you make of the comparison that Martin's making
0: between Postacoglu and Wenger? A Wenger-like transformation. Well, Martin can speak to it, can't he? I mean, I don't know how much of a transformation has gone on behind the scenes inside Tottenham. Evidently, on the pitch, what you see is a group of players that are playing with a lot more freedom, freedom to be offensive. I don't mean rude, I mean going forward and attacking the opposition. Um, And there's a better field coming from the manager. Um, I don't think Arsenal was a. I mean, the tag of Arsenal was boring Arsenal, and they had a certain viewpoint. But I don't think they were an unsuccessful football club no. before Arsene Wenger came along. George but Graham was very successful. George Graham was remarkably successful and ran it in a slightly different way. But they played way. with a
3: panache and a star and style, and freedom, and, and an expression and of, which is which gives you a warmer feeling, doesn't it? Of and, course, it does. And the brand the, of football for Arsenal is so much so much more. I mean, Sammy, if if, if if Tottenham beat Liverpool, can we consider them
0: title contenders? No. No. What at what best can we, we view the as? They, I think they can challenge to be in the top four, like Martin says. I Why think not they, contenders? Because they're not good enough. And the opposition that are, that are good enough are better than them by a mile. Manchester City
3: are miles they've better. They've gone out of the League Cup, Jim, and they're not in Europe, are they? They so have those you, advantages. So, you know, but the only way this transform, transforms completely is if they start to win trophies. That's when it becomes the real Wenger story Yeah, but think so the of a momentum they can get the initial, going in the Premier you, League. The initial start is a good one. And it's very interesting to see, isn't it, when someone comes in with a different attitude. And, and, and I, when I say the word love and care, the, the, you know Simon always laughs. But I don't say when they can feel that now. Romero, Romero in that, in that um, I can never say his name. Romero. Romero, the Spurs defender, when he went off in that first game against Brentford, I saw something from a manager, a bit of care, that I've not seen for years. Not seen for years. He said, no, you're coming off. The guy is, a, is like a robot. He's aggressive. He wants to put his foot in. He got a head injury. He took him off. And he was, the guy was raging. But I saw a bit of care there for the manager, and I thought, well, if he's like that around the place, and 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 well, this will be an interesting watch. I don't disagree. And I'll watch with, with interest. I don't, I don't disagree with you. The principle:
0: you must value your players. They must be worth the value that you put into them, and you must value them, and you must treat them with respect, and they must earn that respect. The only difference that we have is the is the categorization of it being in perpetuity. I think that what Costacoglou uh, has done is gone in there and exhibited a very different attitude, shown faith, belief. He's put players back in that clearly. Basuma didn't go from being a decent player at Brighton to be absolutely not worth even putting anywhere near the first team at Tottenham. That was a choice by a manager. And look at him now, because someone... Um, look at Kulusevski beginning to go back to the player that he was. If we can, if we see Richarlison start to do something meaningful, we scored against Sheffield United, and all of a sudden you've got yourself a chance. The problem for Tottenham is they'll compete. This is a basketball match on the weekend, because this is two sides that are quite <laughs> easy to play through right now, and they're going to go at one another. They know how to play in one way, which is going forward. So it's going to be... And who's going to who's going to be able to score the most it's goals? It's so new, isn't
3: it, for Liverpool? And I, I'm, McAllister, <laughs> I think, is a great player, but I'm not sure he's playing in the right role. Jim, which is plays deep in that midfield. In time, maybe Gravenbrecht's bench comes in and plays in that deep role. Maybe he pushes forward, but I don't see him as wonderful as he is. I think he's losing the ball too much in that area. But Nunes is now the new centre forward, and I think he's now playing on the last defender. Diaz he's very is a, congested. Diaz is in a that good midfield. player. There's somebody having a pop at you, though, Martin. Don't ever, Martin, compare Postecoglou to
2: Wenger again. Wenger won the double in his first full season. Ange's only been there for six games. I'm
3: talking about the very the, the transformation. The, change, the transformation yeah. he's made in those early stages, and they were remarkable for Arsenal. And I think they're 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 similar now. Spurs' challenge,
0: Jim, is if if they, they I don't think they've got enough goals in the side. It's all well and good sharing them about right now, but I think they need a centre forward. If they were. To either get Richarlison scoring goals, which he's never proven to be that much of a prolific goal scorer in any incarnation, and albeit he hasn't played in the
3: greatest size. If sides. he clicks though, possibly. I mean, he could score the weekend. I'd, like
0: I'd like to see him sign Ivan Tony. That's what I'd like to see them do. If they sc- sign Ivan Tony, I think it's a statement of intent in January, and I think it will also give them an opportunity to put a striker up top. If he can score 20 goals for Brentford, he can score 25 for Spurs, and that's okay. what's missing from Spurs' side.
2: Spurs fans, you heard Simon there. He would like to to see Ivan Tony join you. Uh, do you agree with that? 8, 10, 89. Toney at Tottenham. You'd love that, would you? Let me know on that. Who wins this, Martin? Liverpool or, or, or
0: Tottenham? I think Tottenham. That's what I said. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Jeez, I should change it now.
2: I mean, it's going somewhere. This early... And we're trying, there's real no positivity, but it's yeah.
3: coming from
2: Arsenal. Invincible, I just Martin think that Gean. Liverpool
3: they concede a lot of goals early. I was at the game against Wolves, where in the first half they, it was it was quite shocking. I, I, I credit Klopp with making the changes that turned them around. I, I just think it's so new, and there are so many changes. Uh, if Alexander Arnold comes back, that that helps that helps Liverpool. Yeah. But in some ways, it makes them even more attacking-minded, and maybe they get punished even more. So you're course.
0: both taking Tottenham to win.
3: I took in that
0: shootout that you asked yesterday for us to name who won the game. I think between myself and Danny Murphy, I said I, Danny said Liverpool because he thought he was at Anfield, didn't
2: he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I agree with you, Sammy. That it's like a basketball match. I see where he's going with that. It's going to be end to end stuff.
0: I don't think Liverpool lose. Now hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns.
1: Yeah. Hi. Nice to meet you.
0: Hi. Now the most important thing to know is toerts uh, in the bypassal rise plug sale.
1: The most important thing is what? Sorry.
0: The single most important thing is to work, in the channel has been bingus of the bypassal rise plug sale, and you'll be fine.
1: Uh yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare insurance plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're say between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, Turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com.
3: Download, stand
2: well back, listen. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's
0: biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport.
2: Simon, for your um, extremely popular podcast, you interviewed one Paolo DiCano. How did you find him?
0: Um, he was sat in a chair opposite me. Um, no. Um, he... Now, you'll you, you gather that that went down like a lead balloon. Uh, but that was fine. It was worth a shot. I thought it was. How did I find him? It was in the room sitting opposite me. That's good. Um, I, I found him interesting. Yeah. I mean, he, he is a very interesting, effervescent character. Um, he has lots of views on his experiences. He's a very engaging personality. Uh, and once he gets going, you know, obviously when someone's talking to someone they don't know, there's an element of reticence. And once you lure them in and convince them you're trustworthy... Which I managed to achieve with uh, Palio, oh, Then they'll tell you whatever they want you, whatever you want to hear. He was very, very interesting, very interesting. I was there, I was there for two and a half hours with him, <laughs> and you know, to, to do an hour podcast. So there was a lot said. And unusually, he does all the talking. He does all the talking. No, but you would
3: enjoy. I mean, this guy talks when, when when he speaks. You want to listen. Yeah. So, you know, I, I mean, never thought someone yeah. would be good at this, but I, I must say I've listened Even to a few I? of these podcasts, <laughs> and he's getting better because he's the sort of man who doesn't really want to hear anybody else's voice but his own. But
0: that's very true, Martin. So, so he's true, actually adapting now. He's adapting.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and I thought actually the Delario, no, the Delario, it was are editing it really well, Martin. <laughs> oh, I <see.
0: laughs> Just
2: before we hear De Canio in conversation with Simon, w- what was your memory
3: of him? Because obviously oh. you had uh, more than a few battles. He was a top talent and you had to get in and around him. There's no doubt, but you, you knew he could maybe explode at any point. Okay. And I think actually it's interesting because this was the month of September. It's not a good month for me, is it? Because obviously we had the Van incident just, uh, I know, in different years, but same month. Um, and the person involved each time was Patrick Vieira. So I'm, you know, I'm kind of trying to protect Patrick in this situation. I was trying to hold uh, Paolo away from Patrick. I don't of know what he said to him in Italian. Of course in, you were. He tells Italian. a different
2: story. You'll hear, you'll hear him on that actual moment very shortly. Regards to the push, it's 25 years ago this week since the very same Paolo Di outraged the football world by pushing referee Paul Alcock to the ground. Alcock, if I remember, went down in kind of installments uh, that day. He received a red card and it was quite an altercation. Uh, this was Paolo to Simon on that push.
4: There was a, a challenge between Patrick Vieira yeah. from Arsenal and Winnie Young, my teammate, yeah. used to play with me there. I went there, honestly, to try to split them and talking to Patrick, because Patrick I don't do yeah. this, I remember that Martin Keon uh, is a good guy, but in the field uh, was terrible. Uh, he hated me, me too. So we were nearly always fight, but it was good, good. I like this approach, you yeah. know, in the field. And he came and tried to split, yeah. Me and Vera by use his elbow, his elbow in, uh, okay. arrived straight to yeah. my nose. You know, in an instant, the anger went to my brain. Instinctively I tried to grab his neck and and try to kick his leg. You know, instinctively. because he in took this, his bloody
0: eye out. Probably. No, because
4: in this moment, for me, is a, it was like if it was a. Uh, football street, street yeah. football, you know, yeah. I wasn't treated really well by him. Obviously, what's happened later is absolutely wrong. We yeah. have to cancel and tell the young people that is the bad, the most bad example about the sportsmanship, you know, the, 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 the worst you can do. But Paul Alcock, in my opinion, made a mistake because a top referee, what doing now, maybe in the past was more difficult, rather than arrive in front of you when you are fighting in a flashpoint in a flashpoint with a red card stand back you should say, okay 30 40 seconds come here come here you have more time to relax you know i saw the red card here instinctively go away and to be honest uh, i don't want to argue in the way if i fall down
2: (laughs) that was paulo's version of events Uh, he went over to calm the whole thing down martin and he walked into the point of your elbow that's basically his version of events. Is that how
3: you remember it? <laughs> no, no, no. And this let's remember these these people, these players as great players. Let's not just remember these, you know, these isolated moments that we tend to be talking about at the moment. Paolo was a top player. Uh, on that day though, he, he did see the red mist. There's no doubt. He tried to get involved. I don't know if there'd been any previous um with Pachet Vieira. Maybe they'd come across each other in Italy when when Pacic was playing there. Um, but he said something to him, and obviously Patrick didn't like it. And I then tried to, to to hold him away, Paolo. And because I was holding him away, there was no elbow in his this face. This well-known pacifier, Keon. Yeah, I, I just held a straight arm. I, I'll admit I was holding him with some force, but he, he, he didn't. <laughs> By the throat, he didn't enjoy that. So right. he came round the side and then just put his oh, six studs down. the... My, my leg uh, and lost the plot completely so really if he hadn't have done that we'd have, we'd have all stayed on the pitch you have to remember I was sent off as well for that and all I was doing was trying to hold him away from Patrick Vieira which was a crazy crazy situation um, and he was Palo was a bit crazy what did you get um, sent off for though elbowing him no I got off I, well actually it was exonerated because when we went to the hearing they, they realised that I'd, all I did was hold him away so I, I they took that away but I was still left the field of play which was costly to us because I think we lost that game um, as well, we went down to 10 men, they were as well, or they think they might have scored a, a late equaliser, which was we couldn't afford to happen. You could argue that cost us the league that year because we, we only missed out by a point to Manchester United. Um, so no, but he was combustible. There's no doubt about that. Great player, uh, but he certainly saw the Red Miss that day. He, he said in that clip to Simon that you hated him, did you? No. I never, that's a strong word, Jim, but it's an emotional uh, change in your brain when you, hit. when you say the word hate. This is a professional sport. Got, I think it helps when you dislike somebody, uh, but hate you go too far. And I never took hate onto the pitch. I There's people go- I didn't like, I must say. Is, and it makes it a whole lot easier when that person starts the ball again, the ball rolling, slapping the face, an elbow, a stamp, a treading on you. It's like, okay, great. Because now, now I'm going to, don't make me angry. Um, that was really kind of because I felt that no one was ever going to get past me whenever we played west ham i do remember a game in west ham when dennis burkamp was sent off we went down to 10 players which was almost normal that 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 season um in the fa cup and we went we went ahead in that game it was a quarter final and the team was that good the spirit was amazing we actually went in front in that match it went to extra time and we won on penalties so they were always great games against West Ham in around that point. Whenever these these local... They were trying to stop us really emerging as a team. West Ham nearly did it, actually, a couple mm-hmm. of times, Jim. But well, we that, wouldn't let them do it.
2: There's a message there. Simon's podcasts have been great viewing. They have. And this was this was another one when De Canio opened up about that moment. It also went a bit further about you, Martin.
4: He's a competitor. He's a good, uh, uh, you know, tough guy. He used to fight challenge uh, with his uh, physical presence, uh, you know. Do you ever listen to Martin as a pundit? No, he's good. What do you is, think? You think he's rubbish? I do. Yeah. No, he's a good Not guy. Really he's a good, no, he's a good guy. I'm UFO, teasing. I'm teasing. Yes. No, he's a good guy. But very I remember. serious. Yeah, very, very, very serious. Always a yeah. serious yeah. face. It's true. Every time I remember in the tunnel we used to look at each other because he's taller than me. Like uh, mm. uh, <laughs> today we enjoy. We enjoy the the challenge. I remember that uh, the Arsenal physio used to talk uh, our our yeah. physio. And then I remember that uh, he came to me and say, listen, uh, my, my, colleague, my colleague is there, so, uh, Keon uh, hates you. <laughs> he, he can't he can't accept to see you on the field. He want to fight you. I can't wait. I can't wait. I remember when I scored the goal, I was uh, enjoying against him. And when I achieved the ball over his head, he went Monday, He went there, uh, around the uh, Upton Park, I don't remember. It was a, was a good moment, uh, I think, a good goal. And uh, doing it against a tough defender, yeah. and a very good defender like him, was even more important.
2: you got to love that. That's I mean, there's, con- a, there's a lot of uh, I think there's a praise in, in there, there for you.
4: Yeah, yeah.
2: And he's, he's fair there, is he? He's fair there because you, you would hate him to get the better of you
3: yeah, because I, you want to get the better of him. There's so many, there were so many outstanding talents. I mean, he was a special player. There's no doubt. He Once his mind was right, you know, you saw when he went into management, he did really well with Swindon, went to Sunderland. Uh, he's very focused. Um, it'd have been interesting actually if he'd have come to Arsenal. Um, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty certain that Arsene Wenger would have found a way to get him to get him right and to get him on the pitch. Did you talk to him a lot in the pitch? I mean, not he really. Said, he said again there that you mentioned him. He wasn't somebody that actually. You know, people say about the pinching and there wasn't time for any of that against this fella you know that was just an occasional thing just to wind up certain players you didn't you didn't do take those liberties with this type of player because his touch was first class he could score I mean some of the goals he scored some of the volleys so he was top drawer so you just had to be you can't give them time and space you have to be all over them um and I and I knew how to defend and there is an art to defending people talk about being you know being a a thug it's not about that at all. You've got to be aggressive, but I was a contact defender. Yeah, of course. So it's about winning that battle. A you contact know, that, that, defender. That started in the playground for me at school. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. He talked about being in, like it came like a, a street fight um, because we kind of adopt that maybe at, at the professional level. But he was one of the best. Yes.
2: You're 100% essential download. Outspoken with White and Jordan you could argue your former club arsenal certainly uh have been hit in a, in a in a big way with injury at this particular point in the proceedings and we're not even into october yet uh, tomorrow it's a talksport exclusive martin bournemouth host at arsenal but at the moment i mean we know uh, struggling with injury rice trossard saka martinelli um does does this does this contribute to arguably being a less assured start to the season for Arsenal than many
3: might have thought they would have, I think when you what you saw at the weekend was when you know certain people come out of the team. You know, I think Declan Rice coming out of the team was uh, made Arsenal in midfield nowhere near as strong as it was, and it looked quite loose in that midfield. I thought Arsenal did very well in that first match, in the first half and looked really strong. I thought this, but the goals obviously conceded quickly after they scored was 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 a disappointment. Um, people saying it was uh, they were celebrating too much. I think th- this game is a. Uh, there's a lot on this game now, Jim. Yeah, there's a lot of freshness, a lot of newness about Arsenal. Um, I think Martinelli being out is is a big loss, and one by one they're losing players. Saliba talking about he could be uh, missing from the weekend, but every team, every club has this. Jim, you have to cope. Look at Man City. You know they've been without Grealish and and Silva for large periods. De so far without Stones, De Bruyne, and they find a way to keep winning which is um, Alvarez has been magn- magnificent in that role. So Arsenal have to match that, have to do the same. Mm. Um, you have to find people, Tomi Atsu coming in at the, in midweek. Brentford um, was a good win for them in the cup. tomiatsu now coming in to play central, central defence. So you've got to find those players. They've got to stand up. And the squad has to prove that it's good enough. But when the squad players came on, you know, uh, Jorginho came on, makes a mistake for that, for that second... I would suggest he's rusty. He's a senior player, but the ball should have been released, shouldn't he? He should have got rid of it, should have passed it. And then Arsenal concede again. So it's that, you know, it's getting the right balance. But I think Declan Rice showed when he came off the pitch how much he's, he was. You missed. see,
2: last season, Martin, Arsenal probably weren't expected to be serious title contenders. And were, and led the way for so long. Is that is that a tag that can sit heavily on, on a side? Because they are regarded as title contenders big time this season
3: you go from game to game jim you you know it's like you don't you're looking at that obviously in peripheral vision you can see that that's what you want to do you want to stay up there you want to be going after man city but you you concentrate on your immediate opponent that's what you need to do you know arsenal um, in that first half could have blew spurs away if you ask the spurs players what's been the most difficult game of the season they'll tell you it's the arsenal game without doubt yes they come out with it with a lot of credit but we also know that arsenal's still a very good team jim but it's 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 going to the extra step it's scoring the necessary goals. It's getting the right partnerships. Um, and it's whether or not the squad is actually strong enough. Because really, at the end of last season, I don't think the squad was strong enough. I think the, the 11 that played the game, but as soon as Saliba came out of the team, they didn't look right at the back. Now, if he's not available this weekend, yeah. I'd like to think Tommy Atsu steps in and does a better job in that role.
2: Okay, Simon, I'll get involved with you in this as well, because I want you to give me your view of it. But I'll put it to Martin first. Gary Neville, Jimmy Carragher. Neville, last week, probably you heard him, Martin, uh, after Saka put Arsenal 2-1 up, he felt that Arsenal's celebrations were too much. Um, Who said that? Gary Neville. That They caught themselves in a trap thinking that the game was
3: won. I thought, Jimmy- he, was, I thought he was celebrating in the, actually within the commentary. I thought it was the job of the co-commentator to, to leave that to the, to the commentator to do the goal. Not actually sound like you're celebrating when Arsenal concede, but that that's just me. I just you thought that. Gary was
2: you, you know, well, celebrating when Arsenal it was conceded,
3: bordering on celebration. Yeah. What about Carragher? He's criticised
2: Arsenal for being too intense emotionally uh, this early in the season. I think that's just, he's rolled that one out once already. He's just come back with it again. He says, I thought it was like the Oscars. You know, when someone loses the Oscar, they start. Oh, this was on Aaron Ramsdale uh, clapping uh, David Raya. I thought it was mm-hmm. like the Oscars. You know, when someone loses the Oscar, they start clapping and smiling uh, for the other person. I was laughing when I saw it. He's absolutely devastated with that, really. On that specific moment on he's Ramsdale. Just saying, what sure, you...
3: Is he saying that just for a cheap laugh, Carragher? I mean, I take a totally different view on that. Uh, and I understand why um, Aaron Ramsdale's father make that he tried to come to the defence of his son because basically he's saying, isn't he, that that, that him clapping Ray is a fantastic save by the way, that's just done for show. That's just done for show. He's doing that for show. He's not. He doesn't mean that. He's a phoney. So he's saying that Aaron Ramsdale's a phoney, and I don't believe he is. I believe that he's the bigger man, and I think Carragher there is in a position of high importance. The job he has. And I feel that he's saying that for a cheap laugh. Because I, I, I think Ramsdale, what he's done, he's bought into that fantastically well. He's getting behind the, the, the manager, the team. He's supporting his team and the goal. He's in a very difficult situation. Every time that his name is mentioned, there's a camera on him. Everywhere. Every movement, every motion. Every time their goalkeeper makes a save. And I think he was supporting what was an outstanding save. Then to hear that from what is supposed to be a respected pundit... I think it takes it too far.
2: Well, it was interesting because Ramsdale's father, Nick, Nick Ramsdale, pushed back on what, what Carragher was suggesting. But her own Danny Murphy said this. Do you know what? too many people's mums and dads coming out on social media. What the hell is going on in the world? He's not 12. That? But what's wrong with that? He's not point. 12. He's defending he can, his son. He's a big a good boy, point. Ramsdale. He's a great goalkeeper. Yeah, He's but big... dad of Ramsey can do what he wants. Do you think? Do you think? If you... oh come on, I thought maybe the world's gone mad. If if I when I was playing at Liverpool with the lads, if my mum or dad, well, we didn't have social media, but if they did, oh my god, I'd get absolutely annihilated. Quite defending the boy. He's not twelve. He's a man.
0: Yes. He's right.
2: People's parents he's coming right. out, so get a grip of yourselves. Right. Show some. Let
3: your boy show some resilience. He's made it to the Premier League. He's an England goalkeeper. He doesn't need his dad defending him on Twitter but like some sort schoolboy.
2: So you, you thought Danny was right there, Simon?
0: Didn't I think you? he's right about the observation about people's parents coming out and defending grown men. They don't need to do that. I understand why they might want to do it. Is it advisable? I'm also. I'm in the camp with Martin. I didn't think Ramsdale was dialing that in. I think goalkeepers are a unique breed. I listened to Paddy Kenny talking to Sam Allardyce this week, talking about the very subject, and he's a goalkeeper. And he says, we've got a very different relationship than outfield players, got a very different dynamic going on. We do support one another. We do support one another. So I did agree with What did, you, what with
2: did you think of what Danny said there? Because he didn't hang around. He, he, he went for Ramsdale's
3: dad, Martin. Look, I, I wouldn't advise that you regularly do this, yeah? If you're a parent. But there are moments when you have to look at it, and maybe Danny hasn't seen it the way I have. But, you know, it's integrity, isn't it, really? So it's, he's calling him a phony. You know, he's saying it's just, it's just for show. And it isn't. That's not, it what, Dan, isn't. No, that's not what Danny no, did. That's no, not no. what Danny did. That's what Jamie Carragher did. What Danny yes.
0: said is, come on now, why are these people's... You've got, last I know week that, you had Harry but McGuire's he doesn't realise. This week what, what you've what got Ramsdale's d- dad. Danny's not looked come at on. it the way I
3: have. I, and I would like to support my son if it were that somebody had questioned him, called my son a phony. Said that that he was can just, support himself, he's a big boy. Make-believe. That was just for, for show. No, no, it wasn't, actually. My son's... A, it hurts him not to play in the team. That was big of him to do that. And I just think... I, I do feel Ramsdale was the bigger but man. But Ramsdale can say that. He's a man. Yeah, I don't, don't want my dad sticking up for me in the media. It's not ideal. My dad's bigger it, than your dad. I next, agree is with it, and I wouldn't make a habit of it. But if it happens, that's the human nature. He's come running to the defence of his son, and maybe... How can we complain about
0: that? I thought Danny's point was right, Jim. I did. I genuinely do. I think the world's gone mad, and we've got people. We got we got Harry Maguire's mum coming out because she thinks. Which people side are gone. of the fence are you on? I'm on the side of the fence where I think that Jamie Carragher's position was wrong. His observation was wrong, and I concur yep. with your view, which is I don't quite know what Jamie's point was, and it's a little bit. Of but a then cheap Danny laugh didn't there.
3: understand the gravity no, of what of, no, of well, how da- that looked, no, what, did he? Just supporting his mate, isn't he? At the end of the then, day, what, a Danny former colleague.
0: yeah, he defended Carragher, but the argument then moved on. The debate then moved on to parents chipping in to grown men's well-being. Right, Aaron Ramsdale is an international footballer, paid like one, played like one, playing for a big football club. If he needs to say something, either his employer will say it for him, or he'll say it. I think it makes you an object of ridicule. I think it's not, you know, this isn't the playground. This is grown professional sports. You don't have your dad come round and say, don't let him hit you, hit him back. This is the uh, real
3: world. Don't make Big a habit of it. Don't make a habit of don't it. Don't do it Occasionally, stop. Yes, ideally, but when it's done, when it's out there and you feel, when you look at exactly what he's defended him for, then I think the father's right. I think you're extrapolating up to something more sinister. You I understand why you're doing order. that. I thought he was out of order, yeah. I do feel it was out of order because it's really tough. Look, you know, I don't want to grow this, Jim, but, you know, Carrigan maybe never, never sat on the bench. If he'd got out of his comfort zone and he'd come to Arsenal and he played, he'd come to play at our, at our, with our team, with Sol Campbell, with Tony Adams, myself, Steve Bowl, he's sitting on the bench. He would have had to clap some of the headers and tackles that we'd done. He might have gone through the indignity of all of that. Okay, he could say he played 700 games for Liverpool and it didn't happen to him. But if it happens to you, it's a tough road. And he doesn't want it underlined by a so-called ex-professional in the way that it was. I think it was out of order.
0: Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation.
2: Outspoken with White and Jordan. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Please leave us a five-star review of wherever you get your podcast from. We'll be back on Monday to bring you the best of the show.
1: Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-Free Listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash newsadfree. That's amazon.com slash newsadfree to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. At TalkSport, we absolutely love it when our fans get stuck in.